Hello and welcome. You are listening to episode 12 of the Beauty Business Podcast. If you're new around here, then this is the show for the businessy end of the beauty industry, particularly you independent salons out there. I'm here to bring you the tips, the tools, the knowledge and advice to help get your beauty business, salon or spa to where you want it to be. My name is Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the Beauty Business Podcast, and I want to help mobile therapists, home salons, high street salons and spas to reach their full potential and business goals through simple, practical and focused business advice, which I've gained working in salons, spas, hotels and health clubs in this industry for over 17 years. I'm the Salon Business Guy. I really can't tell you how to do a better massage, a better manicure or facial. That's your area of expertise. But I can help you to get more clients, the ones you really want, reduce your costs, increase your profits, sell more retail, control your time, that's a big one right there, and generally make the money you deserve for all your hard work, time and effort. Now, I must apologise for my voice a little bit this week. I've got a strange summer cold and it's making me sound just a little bit croaky. I'll try and edit out all the coughing fits that I end up having, but let's just soldier on. Okay, if you've been following along with my article and podcast series over the last month, you'll know that April 2016 was dedicated to everything to do with how the price you charge for your treatments and services can have a massive effect on your salon or beauty business. You will also know that a small change in price can result in a huge impact when it comes to your profits. We've also talked about the common mistake that a lot of salon owners make when setting their prices. Now, those more keen-eyed, or should I say eared, of my listeners will have noticed that it is no longer April, and this episode is also focusing on something to do with price. Well, there is a very good reason for this. Throughout April, I have had what I can only describe as a flood of emails, Twitter messages and LinkedIn mails, all thanking me for covering this topic and asking for even more information. A lot of which was very specific to each individual business. Now, I've tried to respond to as many of these as I could, but seriously, I got around 100 questions, so I'm still working my way through some of them. No topic that I've written or talked about to date seems to have generated quite so much of a reaction as this. So clearly this is an area that I can help you listeners out there with. As I said, there were a good many specific questions that came in where a salon owner had a question or concern regarding their business in particular, but there was a theme that ran through a good number of them. And that was around the subject of how can we understand when it's the right time to raise prices? Now, this is a great question, and I did say that we would look at this question within the month of April, but it didn't quite seem to fit into any of the other episodes. So I decided to give it its own show, and that's why the pricing theme has spilled over just a little bit into May. I hope you don't mind. Now, just a quick heads up that today's show is a little shorter than normal. We're focusing on just this one topic, and I didn't want to pad the show out just to fill time. So short and to the point is the aim around here, and that's what we're doing. Now, a lot of what I've been talking and writing about recently has focused on encouraging salon business owners to look at their prices and attempt to clarify just how a small increase in your prices goes straight to your bottom line, and that's your profits, and how those small increases can make a dramatic difference to your business over the course of time. 
Now, the reason I've been doing this isn't simply because it's an easy thing to recommend. Charge more money, make bigger profits. Of course, that's true. But having worked with salons and spas for over 17 years now, all around the world, I haven't seen any sort of general increase in prices over that period of time. And knowing just how hard you all work and how much you value what you do, I want to make sure that you are achieving the very best possible price for the treatments and services that you offer. So while it's fairly easy for me to just say, raise your prices, the reality isn't quite so straightforward. Let's start with whether there really is a right time to raise your prices. First of all, does this question even matter? Can you just raise prices whenever you feel like it? Well, I guess that depends on whether or not you plan on keeping the majority of your existing clients. Sure, you can go ahead and simply jack up your prices if you want to, but if it were as simple as that, then wouldn't everyone just put their prices up every month or every couple of weeks? Plus, in today's world of information, it's not going to be difficult for your clients to find another salon or therapist locally that is offering a similar treatment for a lower price. If you don't appear to value them, if you don't offer them greater value, and you just keep raising your prices whenever you feel like it, I promise you, it won't be long before you find yourselves with fantastic prices, but no clients. But I've got loyal clients. They won't just go somewhere else. Brilliant. Good for you. It's fantastic to have loyal clients. And if you've been following our articles for a while and putting into place some of the advice in them, you will have worked on building up your client loyalty, which is essential for your business to grow and flourish. But any loyalty has a breaking point. And if you suddenly increase all your prices without any thought beyond a certain point or too often, then you may just find that loyalty stretched beyond its limits. Now, many years of experience has shown me that there are many incorrect ways to go about increasing your prices. Trust me, I've seen or heard of many of these. But over that time, I've noticed what does work and in what circumstances a price rise is most successful. And I believe that there is only one real way to get it right without causing negative feeling among your clients, or worst of all, losing clients. The whole process of raising your prices the right way starts with knowing when it's the right time to raise your prices. So let me introduce you to what I call treatment price rise indicators. Now, one way to see if it might be the right time to look at increasing your prices is by keeping an eye out for certain indicators that might start to crop up in your business, indicating that a price rise might be something you should look at. There are many such indicators and some are more subtle than others. Now, it's impossible for me to give you a full list of these, but some common examples of these indicators are things like whether or not you have raised your prices in the last 12 months whether you are significantly cheaper than the competition in your local area. Are you covering your costs by the same amount as you did last year? Or have you noticed your profit levels sliding? Have your client numbers or client referrals increased noticeably over the last, say, 12 months? Have you recently had a refurbishment in your salon, added an upgraded treatment, added any equipment or launched a new product line? Have you started to offer a new service? And finally, are your customers telling you to raise your prices? Yep, believe it or not, I have heard from many, many salon owners over the years where their own customers told them that they should really raise their prices. It was the salon owner themselves who was the reluctant one. Now, this, believe me, is when you know it's really time to think about a price increase. 
But wait, before you go wildly hiking up your prices just because one of these indicators applies to your business, these indicators are only part of the story. You should always be on the lookout for these indicators as a hint that your prices might need reviewing, but there is one extremely important criteria that you must meet before you can go ahead and raise your prices safely, with as close as possible a guarantee of no negative effects, no bad feedback from clients, and most importantly, no clients going elsewhere. At least not the ones you want to keep anyway. Now in the last episode, I promised you a formula to know for sure if it's the right time to raise your prices. So here we go. The 80-80 rule of price increases. Now, you've probably heard of the 80-20 rule, also known as the Pareto Principle. Now, this is a principle named after an Italian economist, Vilfredo Pareto, which describes an unequal relationship between inputs and outputs that occurs with uncanny frequency throughout life. Essentially, it states that 20% of inputs is responsible for 80% of the results, or 20% of what you do is responsible for 80% of what you achieve. Now, the Pareto Principle is world famous, whether referred to by this name or by the more commonly used 80-20 rule. In contrast, my 80-20 rule is simply named by me. To my knowledge, it isn't exactly world famous, although the number of countries that keep popping up as regular listeners of the show may change this. Who knows? But when it comes to pricing, and in particular raising your prices, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that my 80-80 rule is even more important than a long-deceased Italian economist. My 80-80 rule essentially means that in order to safely raise your treatment or service prices without any negative effects and most importantly, without losing any customers, you need to make sure that you are at least 80% fully booked for a minimum of 80% of the time you are available to be booked. Now, how do you work this out? All right, there are many ways you can work out whether you and your team, or just you if you work on your own, are 80% booked 80% of the time. If you have a management software system, this can probably calculate this for you in a jiffy. Check with your software supplier what reports you need to run. They'll probably refer to this as something like percentage utilization. If you don't have software or you prefer to work this out manually, here is how I recommend you work this out. Now, just a note here. Even if you do have utilization reports in your booking software, you might want to follow this example through manually as different systems work out utilization in different ways. And my method below has been revised and tested over a number of years and I'm sure that it works. Ooh, one more thing. There are a few calculations coming up here and a fair few numbers to be dealing with. I will walk you through the calculations as best I can and explain them here, but if you would like to see a fully worked example written down, just go to the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 12. Now, grab a pen or a pencil and a piece of paper, or just listen along now and work this out later. Let's begin. Start off by looking at your last four complete weeks of bookings. It doesn't matter whether this is on your booking software or in a paper diary, but for each day in that four-week period that you are open and available for treatments, I want you to work out the total number of hours for each day that you and or your team were available to perform treatments. I want you to remove and ignore any setup time, cleaning time, admin, meeting or break times. I only want you to work out the time that you either did or could have performed treatments or services. 
Okay, so you need to do this for each day that you are open in that four week period. Write down these numbers in a column on a piece of paper or put them in your phone, tablet or a spreadsheet, whichever is the most comfortable for you. Just make sure they are in a single column because we're going to be writing some other numbers next to them. A quick hint here is that a spreadsheet is going to save you some work and manual calculations. So if you're comfortable working directly with a spreadsheet, I recommend you do so. Next, for each of these days, work out the number of hours you and or your team spent performing treatments or treatment related work. And by this, I mean things like consultations, patch tests, setup or turnaround time, etc. Essentially, any time that you and or your team were booked with a client or booked out setting up for a particular treatment for a client. Write all these numbers down in the same place you wrote down the previous set of numbers, also in a column. Write them next to the figure you were available to book for treatments on that day. You should now have two columns of numbers, one next to the other. To help you out, an indicator that you are on the right track here is that your booked time column, the second column, should always be less than the figure next to it in the available time column, the first set of figures we worked on. At this stage, for each day that you've worked or were open over the last four weeks, you should have two numbers. One is your available hours for each day and the other is the hours booked in for treatments. The next step in this process is for each day to take the number of hours booked and divide that by the number of available hours. Then multiply this figure by 100 to give you a percentage. So for example, let's say on one of your days, you and your team were booked for a total of 17 hours, but your total available hours for that day was 21 hours. You would divide 17 by 21 and then multiply that number by 100 to give you, hold on a minute, while I press some buttons on a calculator, 80.95% uh, or 81% if we round it up to the whole number. Now do this for each day over the last four weeks, only for the days that you worked or were open for business. Although if you're like most salon owners, this is likely to be every single day. Write the figure you calculate in a third column in line with the first two figures. This third column is your daily percentage utilization figure. Hopefully you have a number of them that are 80% or higher. This is the first part of my 80-80 rule, identifying your last four weeks of daily utilization figures. Next, you need to work out the second part of the 80-80 rule, and this is the percentage of your time that you were over 80% fully booked. Now this is a little easier than the first step because you already have all the information and the figures you need. To work this bit out, you need to take the number of days you were over 80% fully booked and divide this by the total number of days you worked. This is the number of figures in each of your columns. Then multiply this by 100 to get a percentage. This is the percentage of your time you were over 80% fully booked. You want this to be as high as possible, ideally over 80%. Here's an example. Let's say that over the last four weeks, my salon was open for business on 24 days. So basically we're open six days a week. After the first calculation above, I now have 24 daily percentage utilization figures, ranging from 64% on the lowest days to 100% on the busiest days. In total, on 20 of those days, my daily percentage utilization figure was 80% or higher. So using this formula, I'm going to take 20 days at which I was over 80% utilized and divide that by the 24 total days that I was available. This gives me a figure of 0.833333. 
So I take that figure and I multiply it by 100. So 0.833333 times by 100 gives me 83.33% or 83% if I round it down. So in this example, I am over 80% fully booked for 83% of my time. So it's good news. It's time to raise those prices in my salon. Hopefully, you have a figure similar to the one in my example. If your figure is over 80%, then you are in a fantastic position where you can look to increase your treatment prices safely with a minimum of risk of any negative feedback and of losing any clients in the process. Working out whether or not it is the right time to look at increasing your treatment or service prices is an essential step when considering whether or not you could or you should adjust your prices, but it's just the start. There are still a number of steps to cover to ensure a smooth increase and more importantly that your new prices don't result in any negative effects for you, such as clients leaving or clients giving you negative feedback. This is an area that I've always had a keen interest in, as you can probably tell. This is because I've seen many salon and spa businesses raise their prices and in that time I've seen a wide range of results from wildly unsuccessful to situations where not only was the price increase welcomed by clients but it didn't just increase profits within the salon, it actually increased client numbers too. The whole subject of the best way to raise your prices is too big a topic to do justice in a podcast. And so many of you have been asking me about this that I'm working on something a little bit special for you, something I've never done before. In the next few weeks, I'll be announcing a series of free live webinars tackling the topic of pricing, everything about it, how to set prices, how to raise prices successfully. What's more, you'll be able to ask your questions live on the webinar so I'll be able to answer questions specific to your business there and then and really, really help you out. I'm even hoping to bring along a special guest or two with a heap of real-world experience owning, managing and running salons to help me out on the webinars. I don't have any dates for these just yet, I'm still figuring all that out, but as soon as I do, I'll update the show notes page for this episode, which, just as a reminder, you can find at beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 12. I'll also be letting people know about the webinars across social media when the information is available. So if you don't already follow me on Twitter, you can find me using the Twitter name at Salon Biz Secrets. And that's biz with a Z if you're in the United States or a Z if you're in the UK or Australia. Either way, it's at Salon B-I-Z Secrets. Alternatively, if Facebook is more your thing, check out and like the Salon Business Secrets page at facebook.com forward slash Salon Business Secrets, or just search for Salon Business Secrets in Facebook and you should find me there. I'll put a link to all of our social media channels on the show notes page for this episode to help you out. Just go to www.beautybusinesspodcast.com forward slash episode 12 to find all the information you need. So that's it for today's show. Like I said, just a short and to the point one today. I encourage you all to go through the exercise we've talked about in your own salon or beauty business and see how it measures up with the 8080 rule. Send me an email or comment on the show notes page with your results. And if you get stuck, let me know about that too and I'll do my best to help you out. So thanks for listening today. I know how busy you all are and how precious time can be. So I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. 
Now, as always, if you did find value at all in today's episode, can I ask you to please leave a review on iTunes? You can do this on your phone, on your iPad, or on your computer. It really helps me to know that I'm delivering the information that you need right now. Plus, it helps other beauty business owners find the show and learn how to build the salon business they dream of. Now, I'll see you in the next episode. Ooh, just a quick note before I go. The next episode should be out in a couple of weeks' time as normal. However, my wife and I are expecting our second child in about three weeks' time, and there's always the chance that he or she might arrive a little earlier than expected. So, I apologise in advance if the next show is delayed. I'm sure you understand. So, see you next time. Mm-hmm.